0: So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieve your retirement goals. And now here to help you with your financial questions is Michael McGuire.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire, and my company is McGuire Capital. And I am so excited to have you with me today because, as always, I've got Tony Shore coming on with me as my trusty sidekick. But today, (laughs) and Tony, we are very lucky. We've got Michael Binger, who is... The man. He is the man. He's the president of Gradient Investments. And Michael Binger is really a great man. He he manages and Michael, you can jump in if you want, but manages a little over five point five billion dollars, Tony. That's B billion. Wow. And uh That's what's real awesome. money
0: even to you, Mr. <laughs> McGuire
1: that is real money and, and <laughs> what we're going to talk about folks and I'm just lucky to have Michael on um, we're going to bring and talk to, about what's going on you know what happened in 2023 what kind of surprises that that hit the market that we what none of us were really expecting we're going to talk about next year you know what does next year look like in Mr. Binger's world what does it look like for uh, gradient investments and uh, also we got an election year by that's on everybody's mind we'll talk a little bit about that influence but let me just give you a little bit of background before Mike comes on so Michael Mayer is the president of gradient investments like I said uh, he, he manages um, 5.5 billion or maybe it's north of that now with Gradient investments he's been there since 2012 but Michael has more than 30 years of investment experience and prior to his roles managing uh, this billions, he, he he's, he's managed multi billion dollar investments for large institution asset managers before. He uh, graduated, his bachelor's degree came from the University of Minnesota, and he is a, a CFH uh, charter holder, so certified financial. Um, Analyst. Mike, analyst analyst, analyst yes, which is yes. a little bit different than me as an advisor. <laughs> uh no, Mike Mike is a great guy. And uh, he's appeared on CNBC, uh, Fox Business and several other uh, news and, and more importantly, he's appeared now on the Bull and Bear Show. So without any further ado, let me introduce both of you. Michael, welcome to the show. Tony, well, welcome.
2: Well, thank you so much, Mike. It's a, it's really a pleasure to be on the show here. Uh, you know, I've done these shows with Tony before. But as you said, I've been on CNBC before. And I've been on Fox Business and Bloomberg. But the Bull and the Bear Show is really one of the highlights of, of my career here. I've been waiting for this for a long time. So you I'm excited. Better yes. You
1: better believe it. You better believe it. (laughs) Tony, he can can also kid as well. Yeah. I like that. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the full package deal with Michael Binger. And uh, what a huge get for the show today, Michael McGuire. I'm going to call Mike Binger Mike. I'm going to call him Mike and you Michael because otherwise (laughs) it's going to – you can never have too many Mikes, right? there you go. That's true. That's
1: true. All right, but – but but a,
0: Mike Binger, uh, you know, I mean, CNBC, Fox Business News, that's a huge get for the show, Mr. McGuire. I don't know how you landed it.
1: It is, you know, you know, I've landed it because uh, McGuire Capital has decided that we are, um, we're utilizing uh, the leverage that Michael uh, Binger brings to the table, which is. Um, he has he has like myself three over three decades experience of investing money but uh, Grady Investments offers uh, our clients uh, some great third party money management and uh, I wanted Michael on the show today because I think he has some really good insight that. Places just like you said, Fox Business and CNBC have him on because he can bring a uh, hands-on insight to what we've just went through and what he thinks we're going to go through. Because at his level and the firm's level that that he uh, oversees as president, they have to know when you're when you're dealing with that that many that much money of clients' lifelong savings. Uh, you know, Michael's got to be on top of the ball to do that. So I'm excited. Uh, Speaking of that, Michael, what do you you think about uh, what we just went through on 2023? What what surprised you about last year or this year, I mean?
2: Well, I'm going to give you an overriding theme here that I think 2023 has surprised a lot of folks in the investment landscape. Uh, As you recall, 2022 was a really tough year. Yep. That's because inflation was starting to burgeon upwards, um, and, and we knew, and we all know from historically when inflation crops up in the U.S. economy, we have to fight it with interest rates going higher. Um, so there was a lot of negativity coming into 2023, but I think what's really surprised people and why the market has really recovered almost back to its old highs is that. I think there was a lot of concern that inflation was going to be persistent and that it was going to be around for a long time. And as we recall, uh, inflation peaked at about nine percent, and that stings. When you know last year a dollar bought you whatever it bought, and then now it takes a dollar ten to buy it. Those kind of things. So it's yep. it stings. It slows the economy. And we just can't have that in the U.S. economy. We can't have that kind of inflation. And the only way we really have to battle inflation like that is to have the Federal Reserve Bank raise interest rates. And Michael, you sure know that they raised interest rates with a vengeance. <laughs> you know, I, they would I, not stop until recently if they must. No, no. Yep. they took short-term interest rates from essentially zero to five and a quarter percent in really a historically short amount of time, which was um, brought on a lot of concern. But I think at the end of the day, the Fed did a very good job of doing that because, they, number one, they saw inflation and they understood that they have to bring it down. Um, They reacted quickly by raising interest rates. The big concern out there was that, you know, when you raise interest rates too high, you choke off the economy. Um, But that didn't happen. And we just saw yesterday that that the economy has slowed a little bit but in fact recently it's actually accelerating a little bit so people are getting used to the kind of the new normal interest rates Um, the economy seems to be chugging along just fine and a lot of the companies that we invest in their profits are hitting record highs so there's this thing called a soft landing and Michael you know what that is but I'm going to tell people out there what that is it's it, it, it's your concern when you raise interest rates that you're either going to go into a recession or you can glide into that interest rates going up and you can hit what's called a soft landing where you bring inflation down and the economy is still growing. And it seems like that's the scenario we're in right now. And that's what has the market excited. And that's what's causing this Santa Claus rally in the stock market we're experiencing right now.
1: Yeah, it, it- Michael, it really took me by surprise. I thought there was no way to pull off a soft landing. It just, you know, um, it looked to me like uh, we would definitely be heading in for a a, a pretty ugly recession. And I've been amazed. I've, I'm excited about it. I'm thankful for it. But you're correct. We, we have... Uh, we have watched the markets uh, be very resilient through this.
2: Yeah. and If I had to put my finger on what I think is one thing that helped us kind of hit this soft landing instead of going into a hard recession, is that in the U.S. economy, there's a dynamic that's a little bit different today than it's been in the past kind of interest rates rising environments and that is is that my premise is that still today if anyone in the united states wants a job there's a job available for them we we have record low unemployment rates still they've crept up a little bit but they've crept up from like three to four percent and by the way the long-term average is around five percent so we still uh, you you know we still have unemployment rates that are well well below long-term averages um And one of the things we know is that when there are more jobs than there are employees, that the only way you can entice people to come work for you is to pay them more money. And so we had this dynamic where wages were growing, and in fact they were growing at a rate that was equal to or actually above where inflation was. So today, wages are growing about 5%. Inflation is around 3%. So actually, the consumer in today is gaining ground, which is great, and I think that's what's keeping the
1: economy afloat. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that really
0: does. makes sense. I, I, I like how you put it there, and that makes total sense. It is interesting to see what's been happening because uh, it is somewhat unusual. We got so used to those lower rates, and uh, things were just uh, – cruising along since 2008
1: you, you know Michael when you manage and what give me a ballpark of how much you guys actually do manage <laughs> you, you you nailed it right on the head we're around five and a half billion dollars right now wow and uh pretty much that represents uh folks all over the country correct in the United States
2: it it uh, does right? we we deal with hundreds of advisors all around the country we have a really strong investment team here at Gradient Investments. Uh, our portfolio managers are all CFA's or Chartered Financial Analysts. And I'm gonna tell folks what that designation is because in my opinion, yeah, please it's, do. It, it, it's really the, you, you know, the gold standard for in the investment management industry. So the CFA is a series of three tests that you take over three years that are six hours in duration, Um, It's very rigorous. The pass rates on these tests are less than 50%. So when you think about it, the percentage odds of uh, of someone taking their CFA 1 2 and 3 and passing it 3 years in a row is about 11%. And our folks here in Minneapolis on our investment team have done that. So we're we're very proud wow. of them. You can see a lot of them you know, you know on the national news networks. They value their opinion. So it's a good investment team who has like you said Michael decades of experience and I'm excited, Mike, because we're starting to embark on a new strategic partnership be- between our firm and your firm, and yes. it excites
1: me. I think it's great. Yep, I do too. I think it, it's going to bring a lot of value, um, and and definitely, uh, I I have often listened to you and, and and you your outlook on what's going on currently and what's in the future, and that brings me to my next question I have for you: um, How important is an election? uh, year for, for managing the kind of wealth that you manage for folks. And, uh, um, how much is this weighing on your advisor's mind and, and, and your, your fun analysis? Uh, t- tell me about why Why, <laughs> L- Michael, Michael okay. do we
0: have a, an election year coming up or?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's a
2: lot. That's a lot. And I'm going to break it down in little chunks a little bit here. Okay. Um, so, number one, you're, you're right. In November of 24, which is really not that far away, we're going to have another presidential election. And that is going to elicit a lot of emotions, not only from our advisors, but more so from all of their clients. And our top theme that we have is, before I get to that, I want to back up a little bit. I, w- I want to go back 100 years. And I want to highlight for folks out there, over the past 100 years, to me it's no surprise that about half the time we have Democratic presidents and about half the time we have Republican presidents because, you, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect to folks out there, but we're, we're a pessimistic people. You, you know, we, we, we vote someone into office and we expect them to do great things, and four years later we want to throw the bums out and put someone else into office. And, and that's just been a pattern that we've had over time. So... Over the past 100 years, we've roughly had half blue and half red administrations, but over the past 100 years, the stock market. The economy and the companies we've invested in have all thrived over that time period. The stock market is—I can't even tell you how much it's up. So we're going to have a lot of short-term anxiety. Clients are going to be worried about it. You know, about about half the folks in the U.S. are going to say, "Well, if this person gets elected, in the whole the, the you know the whole country is going into you know what," and then the other half are going to think the opposite of that. But what we we would encourage people to do is. However you want to vote, please vote. If you want to donate, please donate. But please, do not mix your political decisions with your portfolio decisions. They're two separate things, and when you think about it, Michael, you set up great financial plans for people, and you don't do it for just two years or four years, correct? Correct. I, I mean, folks are building financial plans that will work for them for 10, 20, 30 years. And I'm telling you, over the next 30 to 20 to 30 years, we're going to have several different administrations. So my point here is that economic and stock market cycles are longer and persevere versus political
1: cycles. I totally agree with you. And I feel like, you know, Michael, that that is we, we get so close to the trees that we don't step back and see the forest. And and, and you're right, we worry. uh, And I've seen it over and over. When I do a financial plan for somebody, it is for their retirement years. And often they'll come and see me in their 30s, 40s, 50s, or right in retirement. But that plan is certainly not just for tomorrow. That plan is for next month, next year, and next decade. And so we will go through several presidents over a person's lifetime in several different administrations and several different sets of Republicans and Democrats. So I love the way you put that because <laughs> we, we, if we all were scared every four years and, and decided to go on pause on hold, as you know, Michael, it, it, sometimes you just messed a handful of days in the markets during a year and you mess out on a, a ton of the gains. So that old saying is true many times that it's time in the market and having a, a correct plan and being correctly, you know, allocated, knowing, knowing what money you need that needs to be going to work for you in the market, what money you need mm-hmm. that needs to be super safe and, uh, protected. So I love that. Um, if in your mind, um, what else in 2024 does somebody like yourself, you know, what's your marching orders to you, to, to your folks that, mm-hmm. that work with you and, and, uh, What's your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, yeah. So as we, you know, one thing I want to highlight is is that everyone, you know, including myself at times, tends to get caught up in the moment of today, of what we've just heard on the news or what we just read on our phones, that kind of thing. information hits us so fast. But the stock market doesn't think like we think. The stock market and the collective global investing universe tends to look forward. The stock market is moving today on where it thinks the economy and company profits and and, and things like that will be 6 to 12 months from now. So the stock market is really looking towards the back half of 2024, in my opinion, and it's asking itself, do we think things are going to be better in the second half of 2024 or worse than they are today? And my premise is that I think things are getting better right now. You know, like we said, inflation has come down from, 9% 9% to 3%. And I mean, that's not that far off where the Fed targets inflation. And we look at corporate profits, and in 2024, all these companies that we invest in collectively, we forecast that their earnings are going to grow 10% year over year, which is above average. So, I I, I mean, you and I, Michael, we get into the weeds about you know the markets and, and things like that, but When you boil it all down, in my opinion, you know, the market isn't that hard, really. I mean, it really looks at three things. It looks at how's the economy doing? Number two, and I think more importantly, is how are the companies that we invest in, what's the direction of their profits and losses? And then thirdly is what's the valuation of the stocks that we invest in? Is it expensive, cheap? neutral, those kind of things. So as I look out into 2024, I look at how's the economy doing. And I think the economy is still doing okay. I I mean, I I feel like the economy could grow roughly around 2% next year, which is fine. Uh, Number two, I look at how are the profits and losses of the companies we invest in doing next year. And the forecast there is pretty darn strong. So I see that as a positive. And then as far as valuation goes, we haven't even surpassed the old highs that we hit a couple of years ago. So I see the economy as a plus. I see corporate profits as a plus. And I think valuation is just kind of neutral right now. Things aren't overly expensive, but they're also not overly cheap right now. So I see a plus-plus neutral, which to me gives me some confidence as we look out into 2024. And frankly, I think the back half of 2024 is when we're going to surpass the old highs and, and, and get into new high territory in the stock
1: market like it let right let's let's all keep our fingers crossed that that's where we're headed and i happen to agree with you i do um so yeah tony you you, you and me are 57 we need we need to have another 10 years or more
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we've got to we've got to get back yeah, we've got to get back up there uh, to those highs uh, before 2022 that we lost in 2022. And uh, I'm glad to hear that hopefully we can gain back some of that ground in 2024, Michael. And I just want to talk about the strategic partnership between Gradient Investments and yes. you and your firm there, uh, Michael. Um Mike Binger, what is you guys, what you can provide uh, Michael McGuire and his clients is actively managed portfolios. You guys, every day, you're looking at what's going on. You're staying on top of that. You have a full staff. Gradient Investments is a growing company, and you have some of the top people in their field looking at this on a daily basis. And that's what his clients uh, can look forward to, right?
2: Yeah. Well, you know... Michael and I are going to work hand in hand. You know, his firm is going to work hand in hand with our firm. Uh, I think we have some good investment professionals. I, I mean, uh, Michael's going to set up with his clients. You, you know, he's going to talk to them, say, because Michael, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but every client you deal with has different financial goals, objectives, risks, those kind of things, right? Absolutely. So yep. Michael's going to really get to know his clients. He's going to understand what they want to accomplish, not just next week or next quarter, but over the, the lifetime of their retirement, which for a lot of folks is going to be 30-plus years. Um, and then Michael's going to say, look, this is what my clients want to accomplish over time. Uh, this is their risk and return, what they're comfortable with and Gradient Investments has some great people who actively manage some great portfolios to help them meet their objectives. Um, Mike, if we have some time, Tony, if we do, I would really like to highlight a couple of our portfolios, if that's all right.
1: No, I'd like you to. Tony, we have enough time?
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. We have plenty
0: of time. Yep.
2: Perfect, perfect. Well, well, Gradient Investments, and Michael's very familiar with these, but Gradient Investments has our series of what we call structured note portfolios. And what these portfolios do is they allow clients some downside protection in the market. And it also allows clients to participate in the upsides of the markets. Now, I know that's going to sound too good to be true because, look, how can I have some downside protection, but also participate in the upside? Well, the trade-off for downside protection is that there's caps on the upside. And those caps are generally, you know, probably 14 or 15% annualized. But Michael, have you ever built a financial plan that needs more than 15% annualized returns? Now, if we can do 15, uh, no, that that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so these portfolios work off the S&P 500, the Dow Jones. So it's, it's not any esoteric investments. It's two of the broadest stock market indices in, in the U.S. right now. Um, you, you know, you're getting that downside protection. So, Michael, how about if we work with Tony here a little bit? Okay, Let's, sure. uh, let's say Tony's <laughs> one of our clients. Now, Tony, I'm going to give you three scenarios at the stock market, okay? Okay. okay. So, Tony, let's say the market's down... 30%. Not great, but you're only down 10%. How do you feel?
0: Pretty good, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you're still really down, good. Yeah. but you avoided you, you know, a massive downside in the yeah. market. Yeah,
0: in 2022, if I had only yeah. been down yep. 10%, well, the market was down 20 yep. or 30. I felt good.
2: Yep. Now, let's say in the second market scenario that the stock market is down marginally, somewhere between 0 and 15%. Uh, but let's say it's down 12%. Okay. But you're actually up 12%. How do you feel about that?
0: Excellent. Even better. Yes. Yeah.
2: And then let's say in the next two years the market's up 25% and you're only up 24%. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm definitely good with that. Correct. So yeah.
2: that's, the, that's the type of portfolios that we're offering clients right now. Um, and, 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 Michael, you're starting to use these portfolios.
1: I am. I uh, actually just got through right before we got on the air today, uh, visiting with a, a, a client. You know, what we do, as you know, Michael, is we find out what our client's risk tolerance is. We use their age, where they are in retirement or how far away, and a certain portion of, of their assets needs to have growth. And then we have some clients that this, this, I think this will appeal to a lot of people, uh, giving them some downside protection and also giving them the ability to have really decent upside as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think it's valuable uh, and and that's what I love about your offerings is we can kind of tailor, you know, um, where this is appropriate for and you have other ones but I really, um, I am definitely putting this to work right now for clients. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and, and it makes a ton of sense because look, the the folks that we all deal with mostly are, are, are folks who are close to retirement or in retirement. And right. most of these folks know that, look, you, you need to be in the stock market to get those good long-term returns. But when, when we tell them, like, you, you know, when you you pull out the old stock market adages like, oh, don't worry, you know, over a 20-year period, no one's ever lost money in the stock market. You know, not everyone has 20 years or, or, or has the right. ability to wait for that time. So it's, it's, it's hard to be comfortable in the stock market, even though you know you should be there. But if you right. can get into the market and have that downside protection, in fact, even have the ability to maybe make some money in a down market, and still participate up to these great annualized returns? I mean, that's kind of a win-win-win scenario, in my opinion.
1: For sure. Absolutely. Uh, You know, if you're in your 20s or 30s, then you may not need the downside protection. But, hey, if if you've just retired and you've worked a lifetime for that nest egg and you're going to go with an advisor that's trying to put all of that at risk, you know, it sounds good because you're looking at the returns and the upside being unlimited. But all of a sudden, like what happened, what we talked about, Tony, in, in 2020, and, and you, you, you worked a lifetime and you look at your account. And you're feeling the full brunt of of how far down the S&P 500 is, and you're looking at an account that's down 35%. That'll that'll scare you to death, and it'll yeah. also lead you to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You'll do panic things, and um, if you go into one of these products, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong, Michael, uh, you you basically going up front when you do it. A lot of these things look at a year snapshot, and they could be based on the S&P 500, it just depends on the offering. But you know upfront what that downside protection can be for you as long as you stay in for the full time. And uh, so if it happens to be 15% protection on the downside or 20 or whatever it happens to be, you know that. And that gives you confidence to not panic and not to, to jump out too early because you you I, I call it giving yourself a safety net. And uh, so, no, I totally think yep. with, once people fully understand, and it's unique, you know, Michael, you're bringing something to the masses that, uh, and I know that you've partnered with major financial institutions to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very exciting.
2: So we're not really bringing these to the masses, Michael. They we're, we're, These are only available to our strategic partners, which you are one of those. So... Your competitors down the road, uh, they don't have these available to them. They're they're available for you. And that's why, you you know, when I look back on this, it's, you know, the reason we've come up with these portfolios is because most of the folks that we deal with who are, you you know, going into retirement or in retirement, they're more interested in keeping what they've earned over their lifetime. They, they, They want it to grow, but there's even more concern that I don't want to lose it all. And so that downside protection in these portfolios with the ability to get good upside protection, you know, not hit home runs, but hit singles and doubles, that's what folks want. And that's why these portfolios are resonating so much with our clients.
1: Totally agree.
0: Yeah, that's huge. As you get closer to retirement, not even in retirement, but as you get closer to retirement, uh, I think that's great because the older I get, the more I worry about losing you know, my balance going down in my account rather than up. So Mm -hmm. uh, that downside protection is huge. And I'm glad there are those portfolios out there that offer that.
1: Me too. And I also uh, am very happy that it is more exclusive. I love the fact that it's an (laughs) offering that we can bring and that not every... Not everybody down the street can do that. Yeah, so, that's so awesome.
0: for our listeners out there, um, uh, Michael, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up a consultation. There's no charge, no obligation. They can set up a consultation with you and your team there, and you can get a financial plan in place uh, that might include some of these, uh, and you can look at their personal situation to see what works best for them and let them know. And again, there's no obligation, but I think it's a great opportunity to see what's out there and get a review or second opinion on where you're at.
1: Hey, all starts with a phone call to me, Michael McGuire, at 405 760 5863 once again that's 405 760 5863 and what you're going to find is I'm going to answer the phone which is a little unusual because uh, if you've taken the time to listen to my show and many 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 of you have done that and I'm so blessed we we I visit with four and five people a day uh, I love it You're going to have me answer the phone, and I'm going to visit with you a little bit, and then my assistant, Bree Fouch, is going to call you uh, typically the next day and get you on my calendar, and I'm the same guy in person that I am on the radio. I am absolutely no pressure it's uh complimentary. You're gonna have a one-on-one with me. I'm gonna have you bring in everything you're doing right now. Uh we're gonna really learn about you. I'm gonna tell you more than you wanna know about me. And we're gonna book a second appointment. Typically it takes me 10 days, and uh we're gonna give you a true financial plan that's gonna encompass a lot of things from from, you know, Tony, we've talked about it many times on the show, red money, green money, yellow money. We're going to talk about all different types of money. So all that starts with a phone call, 405-760-5863.
0: All right. Sounds great, Michael. And we're going to be right back with more of our guest, Mike Binger, here on the Bull and Bear Show, right after this.
3: Retirement is more than newly discovered free time it is also a time to reflect on how you will be remembered. Many people want to leave a legacy, whether they want to be remembered for an action, deed, or provision put in place for generations to come. Regardless of what your legacy goals are, it's important to make the proper arrangements now. Call McGuire Capital to find out how you can structure your retirement savings to help increase the value of your estate and create a legacy you want to leave. At McGuire Capital, our team can help you protect your legacy for loved ones, provide benefits for charities, and avoid excessive tax burdens. Call us at 405-760-5863 for your legacy planning needs. We will provide you a complimentary retirement income toolkit just for calling. Visit us at mcguirecap.com to learn more. That number again is 405-760-5863 or mcguirecap.com. Welcome back to
0: the Bull and Bear Show. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, Mr. Michael McGuire, and we have a special guest on the show today. Michael Binger, the president of Gradient Investments, is here. And again, that's a huge get. Uh, I was kind of Logie from that huge Thanksgiving meal I ate a week ago, Michael. And (laughs) when you told me we had Mike Binger coming on the show, I'm like, whoa, that woke me up quick. Uh, that Turkey comb, I snapped out of it and I'm excited about the show today.
1: (laughs) Mike Binger's an awesome, awesome guy. Yes. And we're blessed to have him, but Tony, you know, um, what, what really gets me excited about having somebody like Mike on the show is he's, he can give us insights that just normal folk like me and you just don't have, you know, so uh no i'm just well just he's kidding, a, yeah. he's a
0: lot smarter and better looking than i am that's for sure and you before the break you said that you're the same per- michael maguire you're the same person uh, off the air as you are on the show, uh, but you are better looking in person, at least from what I've heard. And that's I have what people hair. Say,
1: I, and I I have hair, and I'm skinnier. Yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm better. I'm better in person than the radio. That's for sure. <laughs> now, um, Mike, I want to pick your brain a little bit further. You know, we're right here in the heart of Oklahoma. My uh, office is in Bethany, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I live in South Oklahoma City. We're kind of right here in the heart of the state. Our state is. Uh, uh, heavily dependent on oil and gas. we got lots of uh, farmers as well, uh, agricultural. Uh, but, but you know, oil and gas I- is the lifeblood of our state. Uh, could you give me some insights? And and before you do, I'm going to, you know, um, current administration, um, and I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, both parties spin like drunken sailors. But <laughs> for me, I looked at the current administration and they kind of told us that, Oil and gas is not their bag. That that uh they did not talk very favorable about that. It was more wind and solar. And so I made a a misjudgment. I I thought that meant that oil prices were gonna tank. And kind of the opposite happened. They did follow through with stopping a pipeline and, and uh also making some of the incentives to drill uh got affected. So but what that in turn did was actually Prep up the price, and I'm watching now. These oil and gas companies really have some record profits. What's your What's your thought on going forward? And and what I just said, I'd love to hear your perspective on it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give you a, a few things to think about here when it comes to the oil and gas industry. Um, let Let's start out with the fact that the you know we tend to think a lot of oil and it, it, let's talk about oil first. We We tend to think a lot about oil as, you know, a state by state or country. But oil is really a global market. It's priced globally. You know, you can't go to London and get a barrel of oil any cheaper than you can get it in New York or in Mexico City or wherever it may be. So oil is really, it's part of the global stage. And, you know, the oil market has been very you know, supply and demand have stayed remarkably well in balance over many, many decades. Um, you, you know, I, I recall a time when I was in college in the mid 80s, and a professor told me, you know, told the class, he said, you know, there, there's, the, he predicted that oil, we would run out of oil in 25 years. So that would have Mm. been about 2010 that we're supposed to run out of oil, which obviously we haven't. Um, (laughs) You you know, know, a lot of technology and, and the way they drill and find oil and frack and all those things, I mean, we're able to unlock a lot of oil out there. So really it depends on supply and demand. And what we've seen this year is that, you know, some of the countries that we may not be on such favorable terms with or the current administration may not be on such favorable terms with, have, they're kind of at odds a little bit right now. You know, and those countries are OPEC and OPEC+. Plus. So we've yep. had some disputes with Saudi, and, and they're really the leaders of OPEC, and Russia, which is kind of the leader of of, of OPEC+. Plus. Um, we're a little bit at odds. At there. And, and they've done some production cuts, and they've helped hold the price of oil up. And yep. then, you know, on the flip side, we've had pretty strong demand. Like we talked about in the last segment of the show, the economy has stayed fairly strong. Um, and when you have a strong economy, you have strong oil. So we've been hearing a lot of rhetoric out of the, you know, the, the political landscape about and, and we're seeing some follow through about how we want to, you know, bring more electric vehicles on the road and how we want to have more wind power and solar power and all that. And, and that's great. But that's a multi-multi-decade transition. You know, people seem to forget that oil, gas, electric vehicles, all these things, they're less than 5% of the whole complex out there. So we have a long, long way to go before electric vehicles are going to affect the price of gasoline. We have a long, long way to go before you know, solar and wind power and all these affect what utilities do and, and and our demand for this and our demand for energy. I mean, no matter who's in office, like it or not, how you feel, if it, you know, if you're green or, you know, if you're energy favorable, whatever it is, our economy is still heavily, heavily dependent on oil. It goes into the, it's an input into almost everything that we, you know, hold and wear and consume and eat and all those things. All
0: plastics are oil-based. People don't realize that.
2: Yeah. So there's always going to be these discussions how we need to transition to a cleaner, you know, to a cleaner energy complex. Uh, You know, I myself believe we should do that. But I think what people lose sight of is that's going to take tens and tens of years to even, you know, really make a dent in what we're doing. So in my opinion you, you know oil they say is finite but we seem to keep finding ways to get it out of the ground and we keep seeing finding you know new oil patches and new oil reserves and all those things so I feel oil is going to continue to be a big part of the economy it's going to get a lot of use and I feel like the a favorable price and kind of a price that's in you, you know if we get below 60 it probably isn't great. And if it gets above 80, 90, it probably starts to choke off the economy. So between 70 and 80, I think that's a fair supply and demand it's price of oil.
1: And there's a lot of profit to be made in that range. You know, these oil companies became lean. And it was a good old Oklahoma boy named uh, Harold Ham, uh, <laughs> Continental Resources, that discovered a, uh, a whole lot of oil that, like you, I was in college in the 80s. And, uh, they were talking about, you know, all the oil's ever been discovered, has been discovered. Well, Harold proved them wrong with the Balkan play. And uh, with you're right with technology and fracking. So uh, we love our oil and gas here. And I'm uh, very thankful uh, for my oil and, gla- ga- oil and gas clients in the related uh, industry. So I'm glad to see your outlook on that. I, I agree with you. I think the price, um, well, if you'll. If you talk to any of these oil men and women, they they don't want the price at 120. They know what that does. That mm-hmm. shuts everything down. That chokes you demand know, off for their product. It totally, yeah. totally does. Yeah. And and I, I you know it wasn't that long ago we had that weird uh, you know right here in Cushing, Oklahoma is kind of where the gateway to all the oil goes through before it goes down to the refineries. Um, we were full, busting at the seams, and oil did something that had never happened in the recorded history. It went negative, which was crazy.
2: I I, um, I
1: remember that
2: week very yeah, well. I, I remember it, it too. Was, reading the news stories, it, it, I couldn't it, believe it. It's like, wait a minute, how can a price of oil be negative? And that's you, yeah, that's more financial than supply and demand. Yeah, yeah,
1: it it totally was, and it was a blip, and it, and it quickly corrected. But but leading up to that, we had we we had prices. You know, down the lowest I've seen in a long time, and these oil companies got lean, mm-hmm. and um, so it's encouraging. Um, I love to see them have record profits. I want to see that yep. because it, it's 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 my people. It's that's who we are as a state, and uh, and helps our our direct economy. And yep. and if it wasn't just like you said, everything you touch is is pretty much an oil-based product. And uh, we I agree with you. We're decades away. Uh, Everybody loves God's creation. We want to keep keep it just as as, as pure as we can. But uh, I get tickled when I look at those fancy uh, electric cars and realize where, what it takes to get those batteries. <laughs> just yeah. reminding that happens. Yeah. So yeah. it is what it is. Yep. I appreciate and, and Mike, that insight,
2: Mike. I just want to you're right there that when the price of oil was lower than where it is today, um, you know, the oil industry and the companies used to operate on uh, 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 basically one mode. We're going to borrow money, we're going to buy land, yep. and we're going to drill. And we're going to keep repeating that over and over again. And yep. shareholders were uh, of these companies were punishing the stock prices when that was happening. And they said, look, we want you to pay more dividends. We want you to bring down your debt. We want you to be more prudent and, and start to generate more cash flow and just instead of borrow and spend and borrow and spend and oil companies have actually done that there's been some consolidation uh mr ham and continental resources is a great example of that they just got bought recently this year so so yeah yep. there's a there's a lot going on out there but it's been favorable to the oil company stocks i think the energy you know complex is pretty well in balance right now so it, 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 it it's really not this red-headed stepchild sector anymore it's, it's a very prudent sector and um it's investable and, and and people are liking it and they realize it has a place in our economy
0: yeah, that's really I agree uh, yeah i I agree as well. I think that's a good take on that. Uh, what about other um options that gradient investments uh, will provide to Michael and his clients? Uh, there's a lot of different portfolios and strategies there, aren't there
2: yeah
1: yeah uh Mike Michael, do we have a little time to talk about the g fifty portfolio? Uh, I'd like you to touch on it, Tony. We're looking and probably got a few minutes here, so oh, yes, yeah. I, I love the G50. Yeah. Let explain to us about that. Yeah, so uh, the
2: the Gradient 50 or G50 in short is one of our portfolio offerings that we have. Uh, it has a great manager. His name is Jeremy Bryan. He's a CFA. You know he he he's been around for a long time, um, and. The number of stock holdings there are 50, just like in the name, G50. It has 50 holdings inside it. Each one of those stocks is going to be a a uh, 2% position in the portfolio. So it's what we call equal weighted. So you will have 50 stocks at a 2% weighting each in the portfolio. And these 50 names, they're mandated. They have to pay a dividend and not only do these companies have to pay a dividend they have to have a long history of paying that dividend and they have to have a long history of actually growing that dividend over time so this is a portfolio that because of those mandates tends to be very high quality you tend to get more blue chip or 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 stable companies in there um and the other thing that helps myself i'm an investor and it helps me sleep better at night and a lot of our clients sleep better at night is that clients will know almost every one of those U.S. blue chip companies inside the portfolio? Their name, yeah, they're are,
1: staples of America for sure. Th-
2: they are. They're all in the S and P 500. Their names we all know. Um, they're names that have been around for decades and will continue to be around for decades, in my opinion. So it's really our high quality dividend paying portfolio. And when you think about it, when you let, let's say if you put a hundred thousand dollars in this portfolio and it has a 3% dividend yield. That means you're going to get about $3,000 per year in dividend income. And these companies are going to raise those dividends. They have a history of raising those dividends about 10% each year. So you invest in year one and you get three, you know, $3,000. The next year you get $3,300. The next year you get $3,700 and so on. So it's a rising dividend income stream. The companies are high-quality companies that you can sleep well at night, have a lot of name recognition. They're all U.S.-based. It, it, it's just one of those portfolios that helps you sleep easy at night, it's stable, it's high-quality, and it has that dividend income. And, uh, uh, and everyone likes I dividends. L-
1: Everyone loves dividends, and I like your criteria. You know, you go through screens to get to 50. I mean, you're not just throwing uh, a, a dart at a board and, and picking these. These are high-quality companies. You know, future results, nobody knows. But we know for a fact that they they pay a dividend. They've got a consistent history of doing that. They're, they're great great companies basically to make the list. So I really do. And, and yep. you're right. Especially my retirees love the opportunity to have a dividend and to be invested in something that has the potential to have an increase in a in dividend. Yeah. So, so think about this, Michael and, and,
2: and Tony, if you, if you are an investor in the G50 portfolio with gradient investments, and it has 50 companies, that means you're going to get 200 dividends every year. So pretty much every day that the market is open and trading, you can open up your account and see a dividend hit
1: that day. Wow. Like that. Yeah. We like mailbox money. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So uh, we've got about four or five minutes left here, Michael. Is there anything else you want to ask Mr. Binger before we have to go today?
1: Well, I, Michael, would you? Uh, uh, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a a uh, a favor for in the future, Michael. I'm gonna get an audience for you here in the great state of Oklahoma. And those of you that don't know, Michael is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and, and we are going to entice him to come down here and uh, do a seminar for us at some future date. Uh, so, Michael, I'm going to I'm going to try to sweet talk you into that. You know, so. I, I like it. And, and I
2: do periodically travel and, and, and I really enjoy going out and, and visiting with our, our advisors. But more so, uh, I think it helps keep me grounded when I can go out and visit advisors and actually meet their clients, too. I mean, to me, that's important because you never really want to forget where the money's actually coming from and the hardworking folks that have that, that are trusting you with their money. So I would like to come down to Oklahoma sometime. We'll see what we can work out. I actually have a cousin who lives in Enid, Oklahoma, so I think that would be great.
1: I love it. I, uh, I uh, look forward to our strategic partnership. You know, Michael, I uh, have been uh, excited about uh, – when I flew up and, and spent time with you in the corporate office and, and getting to meet your team and, and, uh, I, I'm really, it, you sold me and that's, that's hard to do. I really am methodical in, in, in my processes and what I do. So I'm excited to bring uh, this to my clients to give them, uh, just one more, uh, tool that they can use to, uh, um, I, I just really think that it, it brings, I'd like to, we'll invite you again back to come back on it at a later day. Yeah, please do. Um, I, I, I really enjoy it. You know, I, I really
2: like this, this intellectual conversation, inspiring that we do. I think it's great. I enjoy it. So please have me back.
1: Absolutely. Sure will. And, uh, everybody look forward to, to everybody having a great week going forward. Uh, God bless all of you. And we will see you right back here at the same time on the same channel next week.
0: But before we go, Michael, one more time, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that no-charge, no-obligation consultation or get a second opinion on their finances, see where they're at, and get a plan in place for moving forward.
1: You bet. Phone call away, Michael McGuire at 405-760-5863. Again, Michael McGuire, 405-760-5863. Look forward for your phone call.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Michael, and Michael Binger for being here, president Uh, of Gradient Investments.
2: I totally enjoyed it.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Bull and Bear Show with our host, Michael McGuire. Thank you for listening to Safe Retirement Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Capital. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com.